Three, two, one. Welcome, Sherry, to the podcast. Hello. Thanks, thanks for, for agreeing to come down. Yeah, thanks for welcoming me onto your podcast. Very excited to be here. Thank you. Come a bit closer. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, so we're just chatting a little bit about your own podcast just now. Mm. Uh, you want to share a bit about your podcast? Mm, sure. Uh, so the podcast is called Women Wealth Journey. It really started because I... So I'm two years into the financial planning line mm. and I felt like a lot of... So a lot of my client base are females. Ah. And uh, females generally, when it comes to money, when it comes to uh, financial empowerment, they're a little, they take it a little differently from men. Mm. Uh, and it's quite evident here in Asia as well. Mm. So I decided, you know, if I could do something uh, that could help them, you know, get out of that mindset when it comes to um, being empowered by their own finances, being in charge of it, mm. uh, I will do what I can to do it. Because I see it in a lot of my counterparts in, in the US and London, everybody's doing something. So I thought if I if I have an iPad and I have the right applications to, to run and host a podcast, why not? Mm. I mean, most of my time is more or less out of the office anyway, so um, mm. not much. But you say, um, you say women here um, manage their money differently than men, how so? Um, okay, so... Uh, Maybe just the context. Mm. A lot of the women that I deal with are single mothers, ah, uh, business okay. owners. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so their mindset when it comes to money can differ from one woman, woman to another. Okay. But what I found that was um, quite consistent mm. um, across all women, not just in Singapore, but I guess across the globe, mm. uh, is really that they are not as confident. Mm. Um, they are a little bit more risk averse. So we are naturally a little bit more risk averse people, I feel. Uh, we seek a little bit more financial stability. So in terms of your financial plans and how we approach it, how we plan it, how we move forward, uh, can be very different from uh, how we manage a men's uh, portfolio. Mm. Yeah, or at least that the negotiations and the discussions when it comes to planning it out or, or writing it out and, and looking at the whole overview of it. Mm. Yeah. And I guess risk, they are risk averse because it's just because they lack knowledge, right? A lot of times, yes, they yeah. lack knowledge, the right financial knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and that is not just um, for women. A lot mm. of people in Asia, the youngsters um, are not really fully equipped with the right financial knowledge basics. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, that can escalate to a whole lot of issues, especially if you're like, you know, you're a working mom and then you have like two young children. You don't have time, man. You don't have time. Yeah, you and, don't have time. And you don't even know who to trust, really. So if yeah. I can give a sort of like an unbiased point of view that has nothing to do with like insurance specifically yeah uh, more about financial planning as a whole um it may not i mean i call it women wealth journey but it mm. doesn't just apply to women mm. a lot of men tune in as well and they mm. find like okay yeah it's only two episodes but they found it quite um, substantial like the stuff that i've been talking about mm. so uh yeah that's kind of why i started the podcast mm. hoping to continue with episode three after this Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've not been very consistent with that. Uh, it's okay. I mean, it's at your own free time. So, uh, yeah, you can, do, uh, you can do it at your own pace, right? Mm. Yeah. So, if let's say I am a single mother, mm-hmm. and I don't, obviously I don't look like it, but <laughs> yeah, let's say if I'm a single mother seeking advice from you, mm-hmm. what, would you what, what would you first find out for me or how would you advise? I think the first thing I'd like to know about you is like, what are your specific needs and worries mm. because women we are a little bit more uh, emotional creatures uh, and when it comes to financial stability in the long run we like to we, we get very emotional mm. especially when we're down like when we don't have secure finances we tend to be worried about all sorts of things so mm. i like to get all these worries out on the table 
uh, iron them out and tell them, okay, these are things that you probably should focus on and these mm. are things that are completely unnecessary. So when we can identify what we should be worried about, like truly be worried about and what are just like sort of emotions that just get in our way and, and logical, mm. rational decisions, then we can identify, okay, what strategies we can work around to, to ensure that we address every single one of these. Mm. Yeah, but all of those, I mean, I, I'm not a genie. I can only plan as much as you are able to afford, as much as you are able to, to take action on. Yeah. So uh, I can give you the advice that you need. But yeah. whether you want to execute it, whether you want to uh, put it out in the long run, it's, it's completely up to you as well. Of course, I'll be there to remind you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of what I try to identify first. Yeah. Have you had any uh, very difficult cases? Are, oh, you, are you supposed yeah. to share? Is that, is, is that a... Uh, uh, confidential uh, Yeah, is that confidential? That could be like, uh, it could be anonymous. But yeah. um, I guess the most difficult cases that I've dealt with really is just, and it's very common amongst both women and men, is mm. that resistance against wanting to, to start planning. It's procrastination. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Because uh, they either don't see the importance of it, or they don't feel the urgency, or they just, you know, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that that is quite common, unfortunately. So I have to constantly bring them back. Yeah. And tell them, you know, a lot of people your age or in your demograph are actually doing certain things this way. Yeah. And why? So I have to paint a story um, and to tell them different experiences that I've had with uh, different clients. Yeah. Or even people that I've seen who've gone through like, who are probably like 50 year old today. Mm. And they would tell me things that if I were 30s, in my 30s again, Already what I would do, this. Yeah, yeah, what I would do differently, mm. such that I wouldn't, you know, fall into these sudden pitfalls later on in my life. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I do my best in sharing these stories with them. Mm. Mm. So yeah, the other part that I found really interesting, I I realized this maybe, maybe a uh, one or two years back, I realized that um the the people you surround yourself with is very very important. Mm. So like, um. Like for myself, I'm very lucky to have a group of friends that we are all, we are all uh, a little bit financially savvy. So mm, mm. we get things planning, everything. We're okay. We cool. all got decent jobs. Yeah. But I also realized that um, um, there are groups of pockets of people who um, have no idea how to financial plan at all. Like even maybe as simple stuff as like uh, getting ready for a BTO. Mm. Yeah, they might not even have money for the deposit for the BTO and yeah. almost lose their job. So yeah, but they strangely have that goal. Yeah, and yeah. it's upcoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what's really scary. And they, all, yeah, yeah, and sometimes they even forfeit the BTO because they don't have enough deposit, right? Yeah, yeah. So I realized that for those people, they tend to have similar people around them mm. who have the same issues. Yes. And then they um kind of uh. I, I don't know, they kind of like um, convince themselves that this is a common issue because yeah, they're in that circle, you know? Yeah, yeah. and they kind of want to feel like uh, it's normal for me, it's normal for you, like yeah, we're yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. like it's chill, you're yeah, doing yeah. the same. It's like I'm also, I'm also in that same situation. No, yeah, it's then, just yeah, getting yeah. validation from your own Correct, yeah, validation, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's scary for me to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I do agree, yes, you are, you are what you are. Um, What's that phrase that that you, the five people closest to you sort of define? Mm. Which book was that? I can't remember. But um, but that is very true. So people who tend to procrastinate a lot tend to hang out with people who procrastinate a lot. Mm. Uh, people who seek validation all the time tend to be with these people as well. Yeah. So you you have to be. I guess I mean sometimes you don't you don't realize that. So I think the first step is to just you know pull yourself out of it and just 
start being a bit more self-aware. Yeah. Like assessing, you know, these people around you, are they really healthy for you in the long run? Is it really healthy to procrastinate on these important decisions in life? Yeah. Especially if you are a female or a male, like, and you have a spouse or a spouse-to-be mm. that you want to start a family with, like, you have to take that responsibility, that first step. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite scary. Like for myself as well, I didn't... So I'm two years into financial planning. Yeah. Before that, I was a completely different animal. Like when it comes to finances, <laughs> I was like completely different. <laughs> like right now, I'll be like, are you sure you want to buy cold brew? It's like, how much is that? Like four, four dollars? <laughs> you can buy me like three kopi o gosong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I'm nice enough, they'll add ice for me for free. Mm. So yeah, I am before that, I was in my young 20s. So now I'm 26 this year. Mm. But when I was like 21 to about 24, mm. I had my own software development company. Oh, wow. Yeah. So okay. uh, that's kind of how I knew the previous owner who owned this space. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So uh, at that point, you know, when you're young, you are running a business and you're earning more than much more than your peers. Yeah. You tend to be a little bit more arrogant. Uh, yeah. You tend to be a little bit more showy. Uh, uh, and you, you tend to go for things like the branded bags, mm. the branded goods. And then you don't think about like, well, at least for me, I didn't think about what was what was there for me in the long run. I just mm. knew I needed to run my company, enjoy my life as it is. So I went to, I spent on like trips, like luxurious trips to South Africa, mm. to Japan, to Europe, and basically lived month by month, mm. which was very unreasonable. Basically you yeah. spend whatever you had, whatever yeah, you earned whatever one I was. had. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like, because I worked so hard and I worked past midnight most days. That you deserve that. That I deserved it completely, mm. 100%. Mm. It's not wrong to feel that way, um, but when it comes to managing finances and thinking about your life in the long run, mm. uh, I think it has to be changed. So mm. when I came into uh, the financial planning line, it was a little bit of a mental slap. Mm. Like, oh my gosh, like I should have lived like this like a long time ago, so I would have saved so much money. But what made you make the switch? Like, what was it that, yeah? Both my parents were in financial planning. Ah, for the longest okay. time, even before I was born. And then they just they just let you freely spend money as well? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think they tried their best. Okay. I, I've always been a very rebellious. And they didn't want to no. pull you back too tight also? La. Nah, they've yeah. never been the very difficult Asian parents. Okay. So even with studies, it's just like, you feel, you feel like you can be a janitor for all I care. That's mm. your, your responsibility. So I think with the same with Korea, so they didn't really impose their ideas on mm. me which was great, but also I kind of wish maybe they did a little bit more. Yeah, but anyway, so because they were both in financial planning, mm. um, eventually they decided to say, hey, somebody from our family should come into the business Okay. as part of the succession planning thing. Okay. Like, basically, the second I jump in, they hop out and they're like, I'm retired. It's <laughs> <laughs> all so yours to handle. <laughs> so, like, so you joined their company? Yeah, I joined, joined? The, the same team. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, which okay. uh, which is great in some ways. Yeah. Uh, because you you kind of already know these people. Yeah. So um, they're more like family kind of oriented, kind of, yeah. A little bit more like family. Yeah. But also then the expectations on you are like astronomically high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, mm, so pros and cons. But uh, it was, like I said, a mental slap because everybody there, I was in my own bubble. Yeah. I was in a tech bubble where everybody was doing the same. Like you said, you know, the people around you, if they behave a certain way, you tend to behave the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So when I went to the, this financial planning company, it was mm. completely different. Mm. And it took a while for me to adjust. Uh, mm. I was not really used to it. I, I felt like I should still continue my way of living until I felt like, okay, 
you know that, that, that at some point in your life you just start to realize or start to become a little bit more self-aware mm. that hey you're kind of an idiot right now like yeah, 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 why yeah, yeah. are you doing this to yourself like yeah, yeah, yeah. can you snap out of it yeah so i'm quite thankful i managed to pull myself all the way back uh yeah. but you must have been a very difficult change then did you give up your company your software company i actually folded it okay. just a couple months before joining okay yeah okay so uh, i wanted to take like a sabbatical because a, f- a couple of stuff happened mm. and i felt a bit like sort of burnt out mm. at some point because i was flying between singapore us singapore london and singapore vietnam singapore mm. bangkok so i was literally out of the country 300 days a year mm. yeah so every couple of days i'd be out which is it's nice like everybody will kill for a lifestyle like that like the traveling life okay yeah yeah but after four years it's just like i don't want to go to changi airport please <laughs> don't yeah <laughs> so it got a bit tiring for me hey, and it wasn't possible for you to sell the company to someone oh, else I, I did, I did. Oh, okay yeah, okay, so okay. I, I sold basically the contracts yeah. because we're okay. software development companies some of them were due for renewal and things like that okay so we just sell some of them off uh, okay then handed them over so that okay. was fine hmm. uh yeah so i decided to take a sabbatical which was supposed to last for a year yeah yeah and then I and went into, much less yeah much less <laughs> I, I couldn't i just i didn't understand how people could sabbatical for a year like what do you do? Like, I tried the whole like, you know, reading by the beach. Have you tried reading by the beach? No, I don't read. I'm bad at reading. Okay, reading laptop like the worst. or like work by the beach <laughs> kind of lifestyle. Not really, you know. No, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, looks I nice can. in pictures. I don't think I can. I think I can, yeah. It's nice in pictures. It's yeah. really relaxing for about the first three seconds. Yeah. Until uh, your butt and your flesh gets like pinched by something. <laughs> Or the sand gets into your keyboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the sand just like gets in your hair. And you just got to like, <laughs> like, it's just like really annoying. So yeah. I, I couldn't get used to that lifestyle. I was doing nothing but reading yeah. uh, and, and planning out my life yeah. uh, and doing yoga and doing juice cleanses. For the th- by the third day, I was like, I, I can't do any more of this. Like, I'm, I'm being driven insane by my own schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I, I got to do something. So when I came back, that was kind of when my parents stepped in and said, why don't you come in? But you know, why not other stuff like exploring other places? I Should could, be, yeah? I could, but I, I think I you didn't. You just really got bored. Just went into it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think too much about that at that point. I could have, yeah, definitely. I could have been. Yeah. I don't know what I could have been. <laughs> no, but anyways, it's not too late. Yeah, you can yeah, always yeah, travel yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think I will be traveling that much anymore. Yeah, yeah, not this year, definitely. Uh, <laughs> definitely yeah, not this year. We should probably be staying further away from each other, but I th- it's okay. We are two, two people, two people is fine. Yeah. One meter distance, though. Okay, yeah, kind of almost there. Yeah, we should have done some temperature checks first before. Yeah, yeah, probably. yeah. But I'm safe. I'm safe. I haven't <laughs> been around anyone, healthcare professionals maybe, but uh, I'm so far okay. Yeah. Oh so yeah. If you so you don't appear next week, then something's happened to you. <laughs> No, but yeah, so um, how does the virus affect your work now? Do you have to meet clients virtually, I, I guess? I try meeting? to meet them virtually. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of them are not very tech savvy. So mm. we, we could have uh, people looking at their phones upside down. Okay. And <laughs> it's just like, I don't get what you're trying to say. <laughs> like, why is this upside down? And uh, yeah, so some of them are not that tech savvy. But I try as much as possible to, to do it all online. Mm. either via hangouts or skype or zoom reduce human interaction uh, yes. physical interaction uh, sometimes yeah. it's not really about me but more so my clients because some of them are international clients as well yeah so they do have visitors uh, before the ban was imposed in so many countries yeah so it was a bit it it's safer for me safer for them mm. Mm. 
Yeah, but of course, if I if I do want to close my cases, I have to be there. Mm. So I would like have my iPad by the door. <laughs> I would have to like stick my head out. For you, really? Really? Noise. Yeah, because they were so afraid to see me. At the client's I, house? Yeah, because yeah. I told them. Uh, so just a disclaimer. I, okay. I saw somebody who uh, who has a Chinese relative. Okay. Just FYI, and they were like, "You stand outside. Yeah. <laughs> you pass me the pen. I'm just gonna sign from like out there." So I'm like. Uh, if that works for you, that's fine. And then they didn't use like a wet tissue or something and then... Oh, they walk. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so like, that's like really actually, you know, um, just kind of more or less at the the hype of the whole COVID situation. Yeah. Like, the was like pretty much melting down. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So that was a period where they were like, I don't care. Like if you've been anywhere close to a Chinese yeah. resident, which is really unfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then I don't want to be next to you. I don't want to be that close to you. Yeah. Yeah. But now things are kind of worse, right? Because things are worldwide now, not just Wuhan. Uh, it's a unprecedented kind of recession or crisis. We've never had anything close to this before. Because in mm-hmm. the past, you see all the other crises. When they happened, they were specifically in, in one specific region. Correct, yeah. Asia financial crisis. Yeah. Okay, Great Depression and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a domino effect, no doubt. Yeah. But this was like, this now is like every single country is on lockdown. Yeah. Uh, people cannot travel within all the country. You cannot escape. Yeah. You cannot say, oh, uh, because Singapore is a factor, I'm going to just go to... Somewhere else too. Yeah, yeah, Switzerland or France or something. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's it's very different from all the other crises that we've seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so this this time is a little bit more severe. So you and I, I think this will be our very first sort of recession or depression period where we have to walk through in life. There'll yeah. There'll be many more upcoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, walk through in life while we are still working. Like, we don't yeah, consider so, OE. Yeah. Generally, a uh, recession cycle is anywhere between 10 7 to 12. 7 to 7? 10. Oh, yeah, okay. 7 but this yeah. one took about 12 years. 12 years, yeah. About 12 years. So it's, it's very much delayed. So yeah. the next one, I mean, I, I don't know if you've heard, but like some experts were speculating that the next mm. one could be much sooner because this one took such a long time to come. So the next one will hit a little bit closer. Maybe. I don't really know how close that is. Like, but it's hard to say, right? Because, it's very yeah. To say, yeah. I'm not even, I'm not an economist, so I'm just like, Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna take your advice with a pinch of salt. But are you interested? I like do you do you keep up with all these trends? To I mean, just to just yeah. out of interest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. I do. Um, I I do tune in to to, to market news, mm. CNBC, Bloomberg, things like that, just to be abreast of like the market news. Mm. Not really too much in depth into it. I do mm. have clients asking me, "Oh, what should I do? Should I cancel my policy? That's the worst. I've been getting so many <laughs> Oh my god, I'm sure. Like, yeah, like everything is melting down. Like, should I cancel sure. my policy? I'm like, no. Yeah. That. Because Murphy's Law, everything that can go wrong will definitely go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it'll hit you hardest when you don't realize it. Yeah. So um, different different scenarios uh, happened before uh, with my friends or other agents sort of clients. Yeah. Like uh, they would cancel, like they would go into some financial problems. They would mm-hmm. cancel on their insurance plans and then fall really sick after that. So that one particular incident was when um, this business owner, he was struggling to make ends me okay because his business wasn't doing well yeah so he decided to cut off all his uh savings insurance all his life insurance okay he canceled all of them and he was left with one last one the hospitalization insurance okay so in singapore you know you you can die but you can't get sick right? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so he almost canceled it but a friend of mine stepped in to pay it out for him okay so i think less than a year he was on a so sabbatical trip to Japan. Yeah. Had too much sashimi, so came back with a bacterial meningitis. Yeah. So, yeah. So it yeah. basically eats your flesh. Yes. So it was first diagnosed as gout because it started in his knees. Yes. Um. So that was a misdiagnosis. Yeah. Uh, and then it spread 
it was too late basically so he had to amputate his limbs his limbs okay uh, and it was too late so he kind of passed on on the operating table oh yeah so thank shit. goodness he's got that hospitalization plan still in place yeah otherwise you have to worry about costs as well he doesn't even worry he's gone yeah, it's his family, his family that will have yeah, to shovel yeah. everything so he has a stay-at-home wife yeah. and two young kids mm. so that's um that's a real blessing that he didn't cancel that wiping, one uh. yeah everything off yeah. yeah yeah i guess people can get really illogical in times like this yeah. In terms of panic. Yeah. yeah. How how do you advise your clients then to to uh, to just stick on with it? Uh, I think my favorite f- uh, phrase for scenarios like that is um, tough times don't last. Tough mm-hmm. people do. So mm-hmm. don't get too caught up with what is going on right now. I mean, yes, it is natural to react. Mm-hmm. Like if something bad is happening around you, you will definitely your first thing to do is to panic mm. or to feel stressed out about it mm. and it's okay i'm not telling you to not feel that way mm. but to see that this is a this is a problem right now mm. but it's not a problem that will persist forever, forever yeah. yeah so you need to plan forward okay maybe right now you need to cut down on a lot of your expenses mm-hmm. you probably need to sell off your car your club memberships all the five c's yeah, right? yeah, yeah. if you have to do it then you have to do it mm. Mm. so a great example is actually my dad so mm. he did that like he planned it out he knew the recession was coming in 08 mm-hmm. Ended up nicely, let go of things that he didn't find necessary during a recession. Mm. So he survived pretty well. And you can see like those people who climb out of a recession period, mm. um, they tend to be a little bit more successful later mm. on because they've planned properly mm. beforehand. Yeah. So that's kind of my advice to mm. to people panicking right now. Just don't panic. I mean, uh don't don't let it eat you up. Don't let it make you uh, decide on doing things that are irrational mm-hmm. uh, and based on emotions. So in our minds, we always have this rational person, this emotional person, and this emotional person is the crazy one, the crazy one in the family. So you cannot let this emotional guy take control of everything that you do. Mm. Yeah. So you have to be aware of these two animals, these these two selves that you have inside you. So I guess that's where you come in, right? You have to. Uh, uh, I am. I'm hounding in on <laughs> calling the rational remind, guy. Yeah, to remind like, them. Wake up! Be louder! You gotta like yell on top of your voice to tell this person to calm down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in in any recession, there's always opportunities. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So and yeah. plus, um, I've heard the saying that you know, every, with every recession, yeah. it kind of reshuffles the wealth game a little bit. Correct. Yeah. So you do have. I mean, you don't have to feel like, oh, you know, I came from such a from ground zero, yeah, yeah, yeah. from this, from that. Like, yeah. uh, at this point, kind of most people are going back to ground zero. Yeah. So use this opportunity to find better ones that could help you thrive in the future. Yeah. Usually, there's a big transfer of wealth, uh, especially as the market rebounds after. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So yeah. I I try to get them to really calm down. Yeah. I have been getting a lot of calls, so I wouldn't be surprised if my phone is ringing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good thing you remind me to silence it earlier on. Yeah, 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 especially since uh, I mean, I don't. Uh, what's your opinion about the market now? I think, I think it will last for a while. I think we're not. I think your guess is as good as mine. It'll yeah, probably last for a long while. Yeah. Uh, the stimulus package was just announced, but um, I mean, with all these businesses struggling to make, you don't even have to look at the news. Just look at what is going on around you. How That's many true. people are yeah. dining at cafes right now? Yeah. How many people are shopping outside? How are these retail stores? If you just ask like what your monthly rental is mm. and you count how many staff they have mm. to pay and kind of ask like, oh, or you can just guess what kind of salaries they're paying them. Mm. And then you look back at the cash flow sheets and things like that and you know like this company is probably not going to be around for the next three months. Yeah. They're probably going to go bust yeah. if nobody comes in, you know, dine there or shop there. Yeah. So 
yeah, the next two, three months will be quite interesting. Yeah, mm. very, very interesting. Yeah, so probably will be very bleak for a while. But how long? Uh, like I said, Nobody knows, guess, man. Yeah, your yeah. guess is as good as mine, really. Yeah. yeah. So, um, do you have uh, any clients that are in trouble right now? Or are you not allowed to say or anything? Uh, I'm allowed to say as far as I think a lot of people have yeah. clients that are in trouble. Yeah. Not just in my company, yeah. but uh, even in people who are, you know, invest in hedge funds, people who engage in asset management funds. Um, because what happens is sometimes they have, when times are good, they over leverage. Mm. They get a bit too involved in that, too mm. excited about it. It's like gambling. It's a little bit of an addiction. Mm. So when, you, when you're not aware of what you're doing, when 100,000 versus a million dollars, it's just one zero mm. difference, then that's when you are in trouble. Mm. So there are a lot of people who have over leveraged over the past years and uh, are also business owners. Mm. So right now, uh, because of the margin calls and everything, they have to pay the banks the money, mm. uh, but also handle the cash flow issues with their businesses. So a lot of people are strapped. Very, very strapped for cash. Mm. Yeah. So my first advice to anybody out there, uh, for yourself as well as for myself, mm. is to always care about how much holding power you have in good times and bad. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there are a lot of people struggling. Uh, you don't see it because they they're not not yet. I guess not yet. Not yeah. yet. Even when it happens, like you'd be surprised. Like business owners tend to not want to say yeah. they're in trouble. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's a thing. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, yeah you can Maybe it's a bit of ego and pride, I guess. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Or yeah. they have to they feel like they have to be in control. Yeah. Which is normal. I understand. You have to be rational and yeah. logical in these times. Yeah. Yeah. So whew. So other than financial planning, uh what other stuff do you do? Right now I'm really just focused on financial planning. Mm. Uh, but I'm expanding from there. So podcast is one. Mm. Uh and we did touch a little bit about financial education earlier on, right? Mm-hmm. So I am doing something when it comes to financial planning uh, and education in mm. that area. So I, I do want, I haven't really thought too much about this, but I do want to hold classes, whether that be online classes or in person. Right now we can't do that. But oh, like, okay. Yeah, so financial planning education. Online classes should be possible, right? I mean, online classes are definitely start, yeah. possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I'm probably pushing for the online version of it. Okay. Though I think sometimes in person also helps a lot. Though right yeah. now during the COVID situation, it's not really possible, yeah. but probably in the long run. Yeah. Because um, to me, like whether you know, it doesn't matter if I'm from an insurance company right mm. now. It the, the fact that most people don't even understand what I'm trying to to put across to them um, is 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 quite disappointing. Mm. Because what happens right now in the insurance line is we we've got a lot of agents who are salespeople. Yeah. Yeah. Who are not really very. Um, depth in financial planning itself. Correct. Yeah, which is why I think a lot, of ex- a lot of people have experience, right? Yeah. A lot. They just of basically want to push sales. Bad experiences. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and I think if the consumers are aware, mm. um, it can do them so much good because mm. then the tables are turned. Mm. Because if let's say I approach you today um, on financial planning, you can ask me smarter questions like, why do you recommend this plan over mm. this other one? Or can you tell me an experience where uh, you've helped your clients solve a certain issue mm. or um, how this plan actually helped one of your clients mm. since you say it's so good? Or have mm. you heard of, you know, other, you, you might be new in the industry, I get it. Uh, have you heard of anyone else who, who's benefited from a plan like that? Can mm. you ex- at least explain it to me mm. so I know that you know what you're talking about? Mm. So in my previous episode, I actually talked about like how you can interview your financial planner and I think oh, that's okay. important. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you are engaging them to plan for your life. So Correct. you actually as 
a consumer should feel like you have all the rights to interview your financial planner and not feel right. intimidated by them. Yeah. It, it should be equal, not the other way around, but equal. Yeah. Because you, you want to know who you're working with. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I do want to push for a little bit more financial education in that way, yeah. such that people will not feel like they are unprepared for a talk when it comes to financial planning, because it is a very important subject yeah. that people are just sort of um, skirting away from because there are a lot of bad eggs out there. Yeah. I find that even uh, based on my personal experience, uh, um, what I like is that um, if like even if the financial planner doesn't know about certain 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 thing or certain term or any information, mm. uh, at least they do the effort to find out. That's yeah. the basic thing that I really really like when I when I meet with a planner. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what was one experience of yours? So many years ago, when I was just trying to buy like a basic term insurance for, like just to cover critical illness mm. and stuff, uh, um, I just had many many clients, uh, many many financial plans to try to push like ILPs and whole life plans and whatever. And I'm saying no, I'm not. <laughs> I just want to buy term. Yeah. That's all. Like yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I'm not really interested in all the other the um policies. You know. Yeah. yeah but yeah, and then um. Basically, when I ask them basic questions, they either don't know what I'm talking about or don't bother to find out. Mm. So that's what annoys me the most. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah I like, yeah, I just give up on them. I just don't reply them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I understand. Yeah. 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 So at, at least from an Asian point of view, right? I kind yeah. of, I, I I wouldn't say, I mean honestly, okay, if you're just a salesperson, it's 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 bad. It's it's just straight up bad. You're not supposed to just be a salesperson. You have to mm. be a financial planner. Yeah. But on the other hand, I understand why we are we feel rushed mm. to close, um, and it's mostly because we are all commission based. Most of us mm. are commission based, so it's very difficult, especially if you know somebody is a single mom mm. or a single dad or a, a breadwinner of the family, mm. and they feel like they have to bring home the money for their kids. Yeah, yeah, and so so it's a little bit of a, like a, I know why you're doing this, but also can I can I feel a little bit more important? Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit of a struggle. I. Th- I think you're the first planner that actually was was so direct with, to, to me about this thing. Like, about what? Uh, just uh, just saying that oh, because it's because of the environment, right? Because of the environment of of, of how yeah. uh, insurance the insurance uh, environment is is being carried out because everybody's based on commissions and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I'll get in trouble for saying this here. <laughs> you're the first person who told me directly. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I think a lot of people have it in their minds, but a lot of agents try to avoid saying directly. Saying that's oh, that, that's like that's like one of the big uh, issues with the environment. It is the driving factor. I mean, yeah. money is always something that we have to work towards. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, I mean, there's a lot of other things out there. There could be agencies that are very sales driven. Mm. They're very competitive. They want to be the top sales agent of the week. Yeah, yeah. we have we have agencies like that. We're constantly yeah. pushing you because they make it very prestige, right? Like yeah, like it's like you you need to get like the what's they called the million dollar round table. Uh, not even MGRT. that. It could just be like the top financial consultant of the week or the month or the year, that sort of thing. Yeah, and it gives yeah. you like you know a sense of fulfillment yeah. in some ways. Yeah. So people write on that. It's like mm. an ego thing. So uh, I, I get it. It's it's motivating. Mm. Um, but just try your best to find a balance. Mm. Yeah, I think I will appreciate somebody who just tries to be balanced mm. in that way. I I get it. Yes, you need to rush your sales. Mm. But I would appreciate that knowing that you need to rush for sales, you still take the time mm. to, to iron things out with me to, to really detail what I need and find out what I, I, I want. So yeah. I'll take that into account. 
Yeah. Basically, treat clients as humans, not, yeah, not exactly. like yeah, in short, cash cows. Yeah. Yeah, not like not like dollar signs really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then that also means like, uh, okay, so when I first started, it was interesting because I, I didn't take the whole like commission based salary very uh, seriously. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like all out educating, uh, mm. talking about what term insurance you need. Because some people, they, they know they want a term insurance, but they don't know what it actually is mm. or how it can benefit them in different situations, mm. either protecting them during their working lives or even mm. down to uh, planning the distribution of their wealth Correct. after yeah. they pass on. So I like to educate about these things. Mm. But then it took up a lot of time and then I realized midway through my first year, it was hurting me a lot financially. Uh, so that was okay. when I felt like, okay, Sherry, you need to like take three steps back and analyze how you're doing things again. Because <laughs> we spent three hours talking to somebody yeah. and then, you know, it doesn't really make sense financially. That, I think that's why I can communicate very easily with you about it because mm. it, it, it's real. Like, mm. And I'm single, as in not married, mm. I have no kids. Uh, I do have an apartment that I rent. So mm. that's basically my, my main cash flow every mm. month. Uh, cash flow out every month. Mm. Um, but you can also imagine like if you have a kid who's maybe sick or like a kid in university who failed to get a scholarship for the next year. So you have to find ways to make ends meet. Yeah, yeah. So a lot more commitments. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel you guys. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. What, yeah. Then what do you think about um, financial advisors who are not commission-based? There are a few. I think, right? Uh, there are a few, yes, yeah. uh, who are not commission-based, but you have to see like how they work as well because I was, mm. I think I was, uh, what well, I can't name the company, mm. but they, they did call me up. They said, uh, I really, you know, I noticed your work online on LinkedIn. Mm. Apparently, a lot of people notice this thing on LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah, like, oh, I see you do a lot of posts about retirement planning and stuff. Yeah. I think you might be a great addition to our team and we're fully salary-based. So I was like, okay, interesting, but how does that really work? Because I know from like everything, like all the seniors that I've talked to, it's yeah. not entirely always uh, oh, that way. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So then when I questioned, is it about, a is it a company with a bird in the name? Is it like no. oh no oh okay 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 I mean they could work the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. 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 So basically, the guy said, we will give you a fixed pay. Mm. And I was like, really? Uh? So it doesn't matter like how many sales I close. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter about how many sales you close. Yeah. So specifically repeated that particular sentence. Yes. So then I said, so what's the catch? Yeah. It took me about three calls before he finally revealed to me that, oh, yeah. uh, your, uh, whether we want to keep you or not, and yeah. whether or not you get your bonuses, is really uh, if you can convert people into our plans convert people, convert clients from other plans into clients who use our plans oh yeah. okay so they they don't say does sales that, does that narrow down the number of companies <laughs> uh, uh, okay never mind yeah. <laughs> fast forward <laughs> so i was like oh i see it so it's okay. not really sales but it's conversion okay so your kpi is based on conversion yeah okay so whether whether they'll keep me or not it's based on conversion so i'm like hmm let me think about that. Okay. <laughs> Let me just sit on that idea for a while. I'm okay. Like, I don't think that's gonna work out. Okay. Yeah. So they basically move from, like I guess one evil to the next evil, kind of not really evil. I guess I don't know whether evil is the right word. They're just. Uh, they just shift the focus a bit. Sugar it a little. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Sugar coating it a little. But if you're fast enough to catch it, you know, like it's pretty much the same. Mm. Yeah. Also for an agent, like if you're in a line when it comes to wealth management and if you have clients to manage, it's a sort of like a life thing. Like you're, you're in this career for life. Mm. So you want to know that you're doing them a good job by representing a company that's good. 
Yes. So you don't just want to do it for yourself, really. You have to assess like what company you're representing, what mm. kind of products do they carry, mm. what is the history of this company, mm. and whether they're stable or not. Mm. So for me, um, those are the factors that I took in as well. Mm. Um, and because both my parents, like fortunately for me, both my parents were in this line for a while. So they've been in different companies in this line, right? So they were able to give me like sort of some guidelines. Views. Yeah, mm. guidelines on how each different uh, financial planning company worked, mm. what I should probably look out for, and uh, based on what they know about their daughter, me, mm. uh, where my personality would be suited best. Mm. Yeah, so um, that was kind of my considerations oh, it sounds like your parents were really good role models for you uh yes kind of. they really were <laughs> yeah i mean uh, good and bad good and bad like sometimes yeah. there are things that you you learn about them you see them doing it mm. in a certain way and you feel you think about it and you're like mm, can i improve on that because mm. maybe it's something that it's, it's specific to their personality nobody's perfect right mm. so then you you learn from those experiences and then you remake it as something that you know make it into your strength so I think, yeah, my parents have been fantastic role models in that way also. Mm. Yeah. So very fortunate. Uh, now they're both more or less retired in that line. Yeah, nice. Uh, but I still look to them as advisors. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to handle like, a client like that. Like, what should I do? But it's great. Like, you can have them as like your personal mentors, right? Yeah, yeah they are. They really yeah. are. And both my parents have different point of views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, both of them were pretty much high flyers in their days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and my mom was a very, very beautiful individual. Mm. Uh, she still is. Mm. But at that point, it was like, wherever she went, there's always like a, a crowd of guys following her. She's <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to manage all these guys. I really can't stand it. I know how you feel. <laughs> and I'm like, where's my, where's my squat though? I don't see it. <laughs> but okay. I mean, yeah. thank you. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. It's cool. It's always fun to have parents who were previously in that line. Mm. Yeah. The stories that they tell you, the experiences they can share is really invaluable. Like mm. you, I mean, since young, I've watched them um, collect checks. Mm. I didn't really understand what that was about. But mm. I do know sometimes when they hold the checks, they would, go, they would bring me and my sister along to like attend a party. Oh, okay. And they would present the check. And it's like, mm. oh yeah, like I don't know what they're happy about, but everybody looked happy. Yeah, so was, just go along with it. Yeah. yeah, so I think when I look back now, those mm. are like clients whose uh, plans were matured. Oh, and they paid out the check nice. and we just presented to them there were cases where also uh, clients passed on oh, and okay. they had to collect a check for like yeah. a death payout or a critical illness payout so yeah so I've, I've been into all this so it feels a little bit more natural for me mm. and when clients ask me like I have people who actually ask me like do you know what you're doing like why do you think this plan is good for me mm. like sort of sizing me up mm. and I appreciate it because it's like okay it means you actually know what you kind of want mm. and uh, it gives me an opportunity to explain it to you mm. whether you can put your trust in me or not in the long run uh, mm. it's a different thing and I hope I can have the opportunity to earn that from you yeah, 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 yeah. so I'm able to share like these uh, very important sort of life experiences with them yeah, yeah. yeah, even though I'm only two years into the line, so it's it's been very meaningful so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. and I guess since both your parents were financial advisors, you you got a very good, I guess, view of both from a male's perspective and a female's perspective, right? About finances and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, okay. So on that, like every agent has a different way. Of, I mean, every agent, like even every personal trainer, yeah, right, yeah. has different ways of operating. Yeah. So both my parents operated very differently. Mm. My dad was like a he was fantastic at simplifying concepts, like very long grandmother stories, down <laughs> to one sentence, and you would immediately buy it. You would see it, and you're like, I need to get it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So my dad is that person. Okay. And it's it's very funny because he is he's just known to be that that guy that can convince you. Yeah. 
in, in a matter of, yeah, in a matter yeah. of like minutes yeah. to do something that you didn't think you would. Mm. I mean, it's not like crazy stuff, but like mm. probably look into a plan or things like that. Mm. Whereas my mom, she's more detail oriented. Mm. She's a storyteller. She's patient. And she is extremely sort of uh, intuitive mm. and understanding. Mm. Yeah, so a lot of her clients really like dealing with my mom because she is very, very patient with them. Mm. Yeah, and so you see different kinds of personalities and you kind of find out what, where you fit in, what you're like, who you're like more or, or what you are like yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so my first year I was kind of like figuring that out. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you join a new industry, you're completely new. Like yeah. you, it's, it's a completely new scene for you. So you're, it's also like figuring yourself out again. Yeah. Do, do they ever argue? Like if you ask both of them for advice, do they ever argue about what? I, I never ask for them for advice at the same time. <laughs> the same that's, not, that's not a good idea. Ask separately and then uh, decide for yourself. Yeah, right? yeah. And go like, okay, daddy said that, and mommy said that. <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> yeah, you put them in the same room and you ask them a, the same question, you get very different answers. Yeah. Because like I said, they're both different. Yeah. And if you put me in the same room and my sister were to ask the three of us, mm. we will all have different opinions. And uh, my sister would probably be like, all right. Your sister's an advisor as well? No, she's not. Oh, she's okay. a brilliant designer. So she works oh. for yeah, a pet supplies company. Oh, and she nice. does all the cute like social media designs and posts and stuff. Nice. Yeah, so when it comes to financial stuff, she turns to me, my dad, my mom. Yeah. So she's pretty much good to go. She's got three advisors backing her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anybody who works in a bank or like insurance company who comes to her and say, hey, do you want to look at this man? She's like, wait, let me call my mom. Wait, <laughs> let me call my sister. Wait, let me call my dad. <laughs> Refer like, all to you first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we'll be like, yeah, what? Mm, okay, this plan, why? What's the charge? Mm. And then they'll be like, oh shit. Like, oh crap, this this prospect of mine has a sister working in this line. Yeah, yeah. Let's maybe be a little bit more careful. Yeah. Is she in her own company as well? Or she's working for someone? She's working for a company. Oh, nice. Uh, pet supplies company. Oh, yeah, pet, I say pet yeah. supplies. Yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. So she's a very laid back, very mm. chill, uh, very logical, rational person. Mm. Yeah, so she's e- immediately able to understand like where our point of views are and make mm. our decisions from there. Mm. Yeah, so I like seeing that. I like seeing that. I mean, as for yourself as well, right? Like when you're a personal trainer, you like seeing results. You like seeing people improving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So like, I derive that same kind of satisfaction from my own clients or prospects that I see. Mm. Yeah, mm. so... I guess uh, if you really treat your clients as uh, humans, mm. um, there's a lot of um, psychological aspect that goes to it as well, right? It's not yeah. just like like for you giving financial advice. For mm. me, it's just training. But it's a lot of like for me, a lot of clients uh, come to me. It's like almost therapy sessions, you know. It's like every session they'll talk about stuff, talk about life stuff, mm. and then they just wanna come in, get a good workout. Mm. And then not think about the rest of their life. Mm, like not think yeah. about the work commitments they have right. and everything. You yeah, know? it's a time where they can really shut off. Yeah, just shut off from everything else. And then then uh, for me, it's, I just help them to work out. And then at the same time, they... they mm. uh, yeah, it's, it's a full therapy session. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you get your clients? Like through referrals mostly? or like? Right now, it's all mostly referrals, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, but even for, I guess... For all service industries, uh, you will get to a point where, uh, I mean, I don't want to sound arrogant, but you'll get to a point where you have enough clients in yeah, a sense. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to sound arrogant as well, but I agree with you. Yeah. At some point when you do a good job, especially. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because in the end, um, there, are, there are a lot of trainers who, um, who just keep getting new clients and, and 
they pack their schedules like 10, 12, 11, 13 clients throughout a day. Mm. Um, you can do that, but uh, for me, I feel like it's just not for me. Like in the end, by the, by the 10th or 11th or 12th client, I'm not at my 100% anymore, you know? Oh no, so you start spacing out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how many reps have you done? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I just don't feel good. It's, it's, it's yeah. Uh, in the end, I'll rather... Um, uh, in the end, the clients come to you, they, they are paying you for your time, they make time to come down to you. Mm. Um, you want to give them your 200% so that uh, yes. they can feel good. Yeah. Yeah, You're yeah. there to solve problems. Yeah. Mm, 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 yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. That must be very nice. A lot of my clients complain that every time they have a session with me, they feel like their brain is just like... Trying to digest Yeah, it's like, wow, oh my gosh, there's so many things I need to know in one session. Too many things to digest. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's like a like a one-to-one sort of like lecture, like a tuition, like, okay, private tuition time on financial planning. Let's go. Let's yeah, go, yeah, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why, uh, do you think it might be better if like schools had this? Like schools had more oh, financial yeah. planning? Yeah, definitely. Please do. Yeah. Uh, I think they, they're doing it now in uh, polytechnics, if I'm not too wrong. Yeah. Oh. No, but just like very simple basic stuff, like how to pay your taxes and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That can be a little bit confusing. Yeah, like just... <laughs> At the start, like when you have your first period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's like, I feel like every year I'm finding out something new about paying taxes. It's like mm-hmm. after I paid once, I realized... Hey, oh yeah, if if I paid for insurance, I could have get, gotten rebates. Mm-hmm. Then next year, I do something, next year, I find something new. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, more release. Yeah. I've never heard of it. What is CPF? And yeah. Learn what CPF is. Yeah, then like, learn if you can top up CPF to get rebates, you can yeah. top up SRS, get rebates, or whatever. Yeah, yeah trust <laughs> me, all these things I also learned only after joining this line. And, yeah. And going out to learn it myself. Whereas it should be something, okay, maybe Singapore is not like the, the most complicated tax system mm. compared to like US or whatever. Mm. Oh, but, so simplified compared to US. Yeah, but yeah. I guess it's still something that everyone should know before yeah. they come out to work, you know? Definitely, definitely. I completely agree with you. So yeah. we have like new companies, CE, uh, mm. dollars and cents. Mm. Uh, I think these two are in the forefront when it comes to financial education for like millennials. But mm. they're not like very active in schools uh, that I, I'm not too sure I could mm. be wrong they they're just online uh, yeah yeah but I think more can be done mm. even for people in polytechnics even in secondary school mm. yeah I mean in secondary school you don't have to go to that intense crap like oh what is CPF OA and how does it differ from your CPF SA yeah, like, what's the yeah, difference yeah, yeah, yeah. like what can you use it for like they'd be like why does it have to do all levels but I'm sure there is a way to simplify it like, to make it more digestible. Yeah, yeah, but I think at that point, maybe in secondary school, you could even just talk about things like budgeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using yeah. credit cards and when when's most appropriate or when you use a credit, uh, debit card instead. Mm. Uh, or how, even like how ATMs work. Because I do have secondary school students who like stand at the ATM machine and they go like, where does this card go? <laughs> and I'm like, do you need help? <laughs> and they're like, no, don't take my card. Mommy said cannot. <laughs> cannot talk to strangers. Cannot pass my card to strangers. I'm like, can you just insert it there, right there? This is now? This yeah, is now? This is now. I, I can't remember which school that girl is from, but she was. She looked so confused and yeah. so weird because everybody behind her were like, yeah. hi, hi. And she was like, shit, like, what do I do now? <laughs> so I like, said, all right, you just insert the card, put in your PIN number, and then indicate how much you want to withdraw. She's like, oh, can I press the screen or do I have to press the keyboard? Hey. Yeah. So it's it's quite amusing. I think, yeah, younger people can, can, can make use of lessons like that for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah hopefully 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 when things are a little bit better i'm 
I, I could do something like that as well. Because that's what I like to do. I've always liked teaching. Mm. Uh, always love educating. Mm. I tend to get a little bit overboard with that with my clients. That's why they're like, oh my god, Sherry, brain sprain right now. I cannot take Just tell anymore. me the important points. Yeah, tell me the important points. Where to sign. Yeah, just, just tell me what you need from me. I sign already. I can't trust you already. Don't, just, don't need to say anymore. I can't take it. Yeah, so I have people like that as well. Yeah. So it's quite cute. Um, but that's because, you know, I've earned that trust at a point where they're just like, just tell me what I need. Yeah. yeah. So uh, back to financial education, I think that yeah. can be done. I, I would appreciate something like that. Yeah. You could you could probably work with Sidley. You mentioned Sidley. You could probably work with... Maybe. I yeah. don't really know how that will work out. But if they're watching, that, that could be something. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I, I actually know some people that I can... That was me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that something we could do. The co-founder was one of my clients before. Oh, no way! Yeah. What a small world! <laughs> Maybe you something, yeah. You've heard of the Woke Salary Man? Uh, don't, that one is Woke Salary Woke Man. I saw, I, I don't know who the, the person is, who the uh, person running yeah. is, but I saw, I've seen articles before. Uh, okay. yeah. I was very fortunate to meet the guy behind it. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I mean, this this could be done. I see, you had a chat, that's all, is it? Oh, uh, we had dinners okay. and stuff. Yeah. So it's like a group setting and we can't okay. do it. From our own friends. Okay, okay. Yeah, so when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, this work salary man. Mm. Uh, yeah, shout out to work salary man. Mm. You guys are great. <laughs> In fact, uh, are you uh, are you active on the CD um, Facebook group? Like you, you know, normally see I was active on the forum. Hmm. Mm. So okay. you know they had the level yes. thing, right? Yeah, level thing. So yeah, I think yeah. I'm level like four, yeah. and then I kind of fell off the face of CD after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then. Then my next guest, I think, or mm. the or the second, or the next guest after that, is actually Ming Feng. I don't know whether you know who Ming Feng is. Ming Feng is one of the content creators for Sili. I think it's a hit content creator. Very familiar. I yeah. always see this author name. He's the DJ la. He's the mm, DJ guy. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, will be it will be nice to to meet him at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So an, another interesting thing is, uh, uh, you are the second lady on my podcast, and both yes. ladies actually chose coffee. Ah. While all the guys were like either beer or whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man. Oh you man. Yeah, so with Ming Fong is actually I think whiskey or beer. Yeah, let me decide. I don't know. I don't know which one yet. Yeah. Actually I didn't know that uh you allowed alcohol on this podcast. I didn't Really? Oh yeah, until like an hour before I got here, I was yeah. on a grab. Yeah. So I chose not to drive because I didn't know where to park here. Mm. So I was like looking through your videos and I was like, wait, that doesn't look like coffee or tea. So I was like zooming in. Oh my gosh, is that whiskey? <laughs> is that the one that I normally drink? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I could have bought whiskey. I have a... But it's called Lim Day, right? Or like Lim Kopi, right? So I was like, okay, maybe uh, Shereen, let's not Same act ma. a bit wild. Uh. Let's act a bit like Gunyang a bit. You just know, like just an expression. Uh, okay, okay. If there's a next time, okay. it, doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be recorded, but uh, I'll bring some down and then we can have like... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, next next time when uh, uh when you have your content out for... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned, wait, girls only chose coffee. Yeah. Black coffee, no sugar. No, um, um, the previous podcast, which uh, the, she chose latte. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we need coffee to stay awake. Yeah, yeah it seems so like the ladies are taking it more minds. seriously than the guys. Yeah, they say in a woman's mind, like a lot of things are happening at one go. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's like a, all these workers in our brains are just working like full time 24 7. Whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. in a guy's mind, it's just like a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there are yeah. four exits. Yeah, so yeah, I either yeah. take this exit, this one, or that one. It's just yeah, like yeah. that simple. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And sometimes the box is just empty. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go to another box that is also empty. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yeah. like, when you guys are spacing out, yeah. you really space out. Yeah, yeah it's just There's really empty. But when a girl is quiet and we say we're spacing out and yeah, we say yeah. the words, I'm fine. Yeah, 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 but it's different. That's when you know, oh my gosh, there's a lot of things going on in her yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Did I do something wrong? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There are exceptions though. Uh, for example, like me and my wife, uh, a little bit opposite, I guess. Well, I mean, she, she does have times where if she's angry, uh, she'll keep it to herself and she'll think about it. Mm. But I would say 95% of the time, she's the one who space out. So, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that I'm angry, but because I'm naturally an introvert, so I mm. internalize a lot of things. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it boils down a lot to your personality as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this is something that I actually learned from her because um, uh, I tend to play a lot of scenarios in my head mm. and in my head it's all played out and then I expect her to know things oh boy without me voicing it out yeah wow yeah alright that's, that's a yeah so that's a really yeah really 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 big flaw of mine yeah. Uh, yeah so it's just like she keeps reminding me that I have to communicate communicate is a very very important thing especially yeah. in relationships yes. yes and also not bottling things up yeah, yeah, yeah. if something is wrong don't just internalize and yeah, close yeah, yeah. that chapter and open it later on and be like this yeah, is yeah. all the problems yeah, that happen yeah, within yeah. the last week yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I tend to be uh, someone who, who likes to communicate a lot. Yeah. Uh, every little thing, like when the second I sense like something is not right, yeah. I will say it. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, I keep quiet. Unless I, you know, I feel like something is going wrong. Mm. Yeah, so mm. I, I think it boils down to the kind of partner that you look Definitely. to as well. If your partner and yourself are people who just don't want to give way to each other, with mm. very different ways of handling conflict, then it's very difficult to get along. Especially mm. when um, times are bad, which is normal in mm. every relationship. Uh, so yeah, I'm quite thankful that uh, my partner, he's also a very understanding person. Mm. When he spaces out, he really spaces I didn't get that. I was <laughs> like, what? Are you staring at He's like, huh? Nothing, no. Nothing, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Talking to me. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, Yes, you are the only other human being in this room. Uh, is something bothering you? Because you look very upset. Because he would be like, for like five minutes. Yeah. And I'm, you know, to me, that look is like, oh, is, is something he, wrong? Yeah. Is he deep in thought about yeah. something? Did I say something wrong? So yeah. I would sit there and be like, reflecting on the past like seven sentences that I said, do you want dinner? Is the room clean? The, the, <laughs> and I'm like, none of them sound wrong. Mm. Was it something that happened last week? So I would think like too many scenarios like oh. yourself. Yeah, but then immediately I'd be like, what's wrong? Like really, what's wrong? Yeah. Like you look like there's something. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm just staring into space. Yeah. And I realize, okay, yeah. You know what? That's just really him. Yeah, but you're kind of used to that now already. Right? I mean. Oh yeah. Now I just when he's staring into space, I just stare at him. Right. That is such a relaxing state to be in. <laughs> I would love to be like that as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you learn yeah. about your partner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But. Does he ever feel uh, stressed by you? Or is he also a financial planner? If uh, no, he is okay. in the medical line. So he's one of the uh, frontline people. Oh, right wow. Now. Okay. So very brave serving our country. Okay. Uh, um, doctor? Nurse? Doctor. doctor? doctor. Ah, okay. Yeah. So okay. Uh, what, what was your question before that? Yeah. That, so does he feel stressed by you? Like, uh, like, like yeah, if you got every order, if you got all your finances in place and stuff, does he feel stressed that he has to keep Oh, his finances. I think I do stress him out yeah. quite a bit because like for me when it comes to 
planning out your finances is very important. Yeah. In any financial portfolio, you must always have the right insurance plans. Yeah. And also looking to solutions to grow your wealth. Yeah. So there's a balance. Wealth preservation is one part of it. Wealth accumulation and growth is the other part. Mm. So you settle one first and you move on to the other. So mm. I do emphasize that quite a lot. And I think maybe maybe not stressed out by me, but feel like uh, I'm I'm probably pushing it too hard mm. and and um yeah taking it a bit too seriously because for him i think maybe he never had someone who is uh, so focused on, on getting all these things in place mm. so yeah i think he can feel a bit pressurized by it mm. yeah. and i i see it in a lot of uh, medical professional people yeah they just don't really care about money right money is just money for them uh, most of the time mm, i guess i think you have to see that it's because a lot of them do earn quite a fair bit yeah and to them earning money is not a problem Mm. So you have to slowly bring them to the idea that I know you earn a lot of money. Yes, that's great. Now let's see how we can continue ensuring that you earn this income throughout mm. your life, or at least protect that part of it. Yeah. So in that way, I think they they understand it a little bit more. Mm. Yeah. So back to my partner, he does feel a little bit stressed. I am, mm. but I think it's it's good to get all these things out of the way because if you're not in the finance line, the financial plan line, you mm. can feel quite intimidated by mm. financial stuff. Like my sister, just you know, applying for gyro can be a bit intimidating. Like what what is gyro even? Mm. What is gyro short for? You know, she's like, what's gyro? Like what does it do? <laughs> I know gyrate, but I don't know what gyro is. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. It's okay. Let me do it for you. It's important you get it in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then credit cards. What kind of credit cards did you get? So she's like, wow, I don't understand that. Yeah. But why, why is finances so difficult? Why can't yeah. I just have everything in place? I'm like, this is something you just settle one time in your life. Yeah. And you move on from there. You review Correct. once in a while. Yeah, yeah. But it gets easier from there. Yeah. So I think this stressed phase is probably for now because we're probably looking long term, looking mm. to settle down. Nice. So yeah, Good. no ring yet, but uh, but we probably. Is that a hint? Is that? Uh, um, maybe. I, I, I can probably clip this out. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but we're we're looking forward. So yeah. I think uh, if you if you're looking to settle down with someone, whether it's me or or yourself or you know mm. or your friends, um, it's important to iron these things out. Mm. Yeah, or at least I think it's very important for every couple to have mm. at least one partner that is financially savvy out of the couple. Yeah, or willing to be more uh, financially savvy. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, if both are not, it's like, yeah, it's like deep shit. It's like, you just pray you have a very good financial planner that will hold you guys back as the anchor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scary. Very tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you'd be surprised, right? Actually, in the financial planning line, a mm. lot of the well-to-do agents mm. are not planning for themselves. They're just like going day by day as well. Because they earn quite a fair bit. Mm. You know those million-dollar round table. Some of them actually, uh, they don't have financial plans in mm. place for themselves. They talk about it, but they don't really know how it works. Mm. So uh, that can also be a sort of like a red flag. And uh, yeah, that that's very scary. They just happen to be very good salespeople, lah. Mm. And they spend yeah. on a lot of unnecessary things. Mm. Like, can you see, like, if somebody had, if somebody carries a different Hermes bag every day, it's like, do you really? Need mm. to? I, I mean, I get it, you like it, but like, mm, I don't know how sustainable that will be. Mm. Like from my point of view, like I'm someone who is completely fine with carrying a fake. Mm. Like to me, I don't believe in spending five thousand dollars on a bag. Mm. 200 to me is like a lot of money mm. yeah so um, I mean maybe this is just like the way I operate mm. Mm, yeah so I'm tr- I try not to judge mm. but then uh, I, yeah I tend to judge quite a bit <laughs> like what why like why do you need to spend that much on bags like, really, especially when your your income is not stable unless you are like a full or you know yes then, then it's yeah. like 
up to you, you know. Do whatever yeah. you want, but yeah. if you have to plan for family moving ahead, then I think yeah. it's. Yeah, if I were in your shoes, I'd probably be a little bit more careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. But I'm, I'm also a very careful person in that sense now. Yeah, yeah. that's Start good. difference from what it was before, what I was before. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so another thing that you mentioned just now, um, you are very interested in podcasts, and uh, you also listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm-hmm. So what's yeah. your favorite Joe Rogan podcast? Elon Musk. Really? Yeah, that's the most memorable one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think it's because uh, I can't really... Okay, so for me, when I, I, I haven't tuned into one Joe Rogan podcast in a long time. Ah, okay. Now, but I, the most uh, memorable one was the one with Elon Musk. Mm. Because for me, like at that point, I was uh, still with the software development firm that I was running. And for oh. me, these yeah, tech guys... Or tech-ish people. Elon Musk was two years ago already? Was it? Something like that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh. it was quite okay. some time ago. Okay. Mm, yeah, but that was the most like uh, outstanding one. To yeah. Because, I mean, the way he spoke was kind of... I don't know. Did, did you listen to the podcast or did you watch the YouTube video? I watched video? a YouTube video. I listened to the <laughs> podcast and I was like, okay, this is interesting. Let me yeah. watch the video. So I just, I literally, I sat there with my friend and we were just watching. Yeah. And that time we're like, okay, this guy looks a bit high. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah, very yeah. amusing. I yeah, was like, yeah. wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, you see the way he answers questions. He's, he's thinking about it. Like when you ask him a question, he will literally think like yeah. a computer, like literally think. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's very, I mean, I don't know why he, I thought this was uh, just him on screen. But then mm. as you watch, the videos of him on stage when he's not high or when he's giving an interview, he kind of speaks the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, wow. I, I thought he was more charismatic. Like to me, yeah. he seemed like a more charismatic person, but he, yeah. he actually spends a lot of time like thinking. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That, that part is interesting. So I do, yeah. yeah, like Joe Rogan quite a fair bit. Yeah, but I think he mentioned in the podcast, um, he's thinking about how to simplify words. Yeah. I can't remember. What, yeah. What else so basically, what he was saying is that um, when you when you ask him a question, he have a lot of uh, he have a huge explanation in his mind, mm. but he understands that a common person doesn't doesn't might not be able to comprehend. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to simplify it. Everything. Yeah. Oh, so that's why it takes such a long time. Yeah. So he's trying. He's literally processing, trying to wow. simplify okay, it. Yeah. That's something I don't like. <laughs> it's just not a surprise. Like that's Elon Musk we're talking about. Yeah. That guy's like a it's computer man. Nuts. Yeah yeah. 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 So that was my favorite episode. Yeah. Most memorable. Yeah. yeah. How How do you get? How do you find out about Joe Rogan's podcast? A lot of people in my circle at that point was tuning into Joe Rogan. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Um, oh. I hung out with a lot of guys, so maybe that had something to do with it. Oh. Yeah, a lot of uh, guys, international people. Ah, uh, international, yeah. yeah international, London, I guess, yeah. Canada. Yeah. So it, the, Joe Rogan's very popular there. So I'm like, yeah. who is Joe Rogan? Yeah. Like, that guy sounds interesting. So yeah. I tune in and uh, it seemed quite interesting. Yeah. At the start, I mean, it was a bit slow, a bit too draggy for me. Mm. Uh, but some of the episodes, I I like the interaction. Mm. I like how it spins off into a lot of things, but then it's like an entertaining sort of uh, entire like hour of episode. Yeah. yeah. So if, that's that's what you're trying to do for. Your yeah, kind of. Yeah, trying to create like a Asian version, I would guess. Yeah. Mm. But um, in the end, I think what's appealing about Jorgen's podcast is, uh, it creates a platform that's very genuine. Um, like basically his podcast is no hidden agendas he's not trying to uh, push a certain ideology mm-hmm. 
uh, as compared to maybe like certain news sites or certain social media sites. Yeah. Yeah. And um, a big reason is also because I feel like the way social media works and, and Google algorithm works, mm-hmm. we are all being pushed into very narrow perspectives. Like all of us just see the things that we like to see because that's how the algorithm works, right? Mm. If you like this bag, then it'll show you many, many pictures of this bag. Yeah. If you like certain, if you, if you like democracy, you'll, you'll see all the things about democracy. Yeah, definitely. And then definitely. everybody's becoming very narrow-minded, very closed off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not open to perspectives. Mm. Yeah. And in the end, it creates like like a lot of teams, like team A, team B, team C, you know, and then they ask you, which team are you on? Yeah, you know, Team B, you must hate Team C. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it forces I, you to choose a side or yeah. choose a certain point of view. Yeah, hmm. which I think is um, uh, can be a very dangerous thing. Um, even now as we see, um, for example, people getting banned from social media for having alternative views. Hmm. Um, these people don't just go away. These people will uh, seek will go to other places and find other like-minded people, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then they'll become even more extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's where maybe you get some terrorist attacks or kind of uh, hate attacks kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I just want to try and create a platform that is all inclusive. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind anybody come on with alternative views. Uh, uh, yeah, eventually... Let's hope uh, this will go somewhere. That's the that's like in the very long romantic term, lah. Yeah. <laughs> very idealistic, but it's always yeah, good yeah. to have a good like goal to look towards too. Yeah, and work yeah, yeah. Towards, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting that you say that, um because of that divide. Like I I don't really see that so much happening here in Singapore yet. Mm. But it will definitely go down that way if we're not too careful. Mm. Uh, what I do see is a lot of keyboard warriors. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. A lot of flip flacking on the keyboard, going like. Comments everywhere, but like in person, they're just all so quiet. Yeah, they keep their views yeah. to themselves. It's like, all right, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, like like just the recent case, right, where Singapore uh, announced the stricter measures to close off all mm. all clubs and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What and about then, that? Yeah, you, you can basically see comments of uh, yeah. people saying like, uh, oh, why they close off everything, or yeah. or why they putting these kind of measures that are half ass or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. Uh, if you can do better, you go ahead and do better. La. <laughs> like, yeah, why? Honestly, what's the point of being negative now? <laughs> you're right. You, you, uh, some people don't understand. You can't please everybody. Like, yeah. no policy, no rule out there is going to please everybody. There's going to be something yeah. that will, like, piss you off. Mm-hmm. Something that you feel is not right. But if it, it's good for the masses, then I think it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, that's... There's some things that I don't agree with as well. But mm-hmm. you try to be a little bit more equal about it. Why? Like, try to understand why... It, they're actually coming from that point of view yeah. why they're imposing certain things certain restrictions so then just try and accept it and move on because why why be angry about it yeah, when you, when you no can't point. really change it yeah you know no but it, the other thing is I think more so than ever now should be the time to be kind to people right to be kind to people yeah. and uh, um, yeah just help each other out because we are all in the same boat in the end yeah, yeah. It's right now, we're all really in the same boat. Ugly. It's really <laughs> ugly in a few months after this podcast is in. It's going to be pretty, pretty not so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely, we should be a little bit kinder and less selfish. Um, the hoarding situation that happened a couple of weeks ago, yeah. that was like a surprise, dude. Really? 
that yeah. I mean like, I, I knew it could be bad but I didn't uh, realize it could be that extreme yeah we didn't have like people too many people screaming at others yeah uh, but we we do have mean stares we do have the 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 holding the snatching a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. yeah so I was yeah. I was just there to witness the whole thing unfolding and crumbling the fair price I was just literally you were there you you were at a supermarket I was at the Bukit Timah one just <laughs> staying there watching and mm. observing I was like wow it it could be that bad when the situation isn't even declared to be a pandemic at that point people are really doing this sort of thing mm. so it's it's good that you know the government and everyone else sort of Step stepping in, in mm. yeah early on. Because if they didn't at that point and it was declared as a pandemic, you can almost imagine like people will be rioting and looting from mm. their price today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is what's yeah. happening everywhere else right, right now, yeah. US, everything. Yeah, the, the screaming of and snatching of toilet paper in Australia and the US. It's yeah. A bit, uh, I don't know. It's just not, not so great. It doesn't really reflect that well on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, interesting fact, I don't know whether you've heard of it, but... Uh, Right now, even countries are doing a little bit of hoarding. So quite a few countries are um, trying to close off exports and keeping mm. basically resources to themselves, which kind of makes sense, right? If your country is going through a pandemic, you want to yeah. keep your resources for your people, right? It's a natural, I think, response to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's going to have a huge ripple effect, especially if they keep things like medical supplies to themselves. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a freaking boomerang. <laughs> Every single country around us, yeah, especially yeah, Singapore, yeah. because we rely on everyone else for help. Yeah. We rely on tourism, we rely on resources being imported in. So, yeah, let's just hope it really doesn't boil down to a point where we all really suffer that badly, like all of us. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever we can do right now is just try and be be kinder, like you said, be kinder, be more ready to help someone. Yeah. Yeah, like even the, the recent cases where the Malaysians were at Khatib Station, is it? Uh, sleeping there is it Malaysians yeah, yeah. yeah so like sleeping if you at the can stations, afford yeah. to just get them some food some water yeah like just just head down and, and do what you can yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, yeah bleak times coming up man bleak times but just mm-hmm. stay positive because it's only going to be for now temporary thing it yeah, yeah it's very very temporary yeah uh, so we just focus on helping people protecting ourselves yeah mm, and praying that all this will pass ASAP. Yes. Yeah. 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 So let's not end this on a very low note. We're gonna we, we I'm gonna ask you one last question. What, okay. okay, so uh what's something that you you what's like an interesting or fun hobby that I do to keep your mind off all these things? A fun hobby? Yeah, it can be anything. Can be uh, I have can be playing games, can be uh uh yeah, anything. I bully my rabbits at home quite a fair bit because I, I tend to work from home a lot <laughs> so I have two bunnies I have two of them with uh, very different characters yeah yeah so one of them is a pushover which is very fun <laughs> I like to stack things on her because she, she falls asleep and she falls you're making them work out you're stacking things on them to make them work out uh, no just to see how many things I can stack onto her okay. before she wakes up Okay. So the record was like two AC remotes uh, two pens and a uh, Ah, I okay. It's like a cup. Okay, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why when you say stacking, I was like thinking of books and stuff. Oh no, that'd be too much. I'll crush my rabbit. It's just so small now. I can't take 
books. Oh, stack like small tiny things. I was things. like thinking, you stack books and stuff on her, right? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's fine. It keeps me occupied. So I like to yeah. groom them. I to just like, tra- I try to train them, but they... Okay. They, they, I, I think they just, they know I'm trying to train them. They're probably smarter than that, but they just try and act like stupid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just be like, no, I'm just going to be really stubborn today. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's cute. Like, uh, it keeps me occupied a lot. I love them to death. You, have you always had pets? I've always had pets. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to my parents' disagreement, they uh, do not like pets a lot. But I kept like small animals like hamsters and stuff. Yeah. So I, I always like like pets. I okay. even made my mom sign a contract with me. I wrote it out. I was like, <laughs> uh, mother uh, and Sheree, uh, yeah. this agreement says that when uh, Sheree turns secondary four, like when she, when she joins the secondary four class and she gets a certain grade, she will be awarded with a dog. You... You wrote a contract in yeah. secondary four, in sec uh, four. No, I was in, I was primary six, I think. <laughs> and I said, okay, mommy, you're going to get me a dog when I'm in secondary yeah. four if I achieve certain grades from my old levels. Yeah. So that was part, yeah, that was past like PSLE. So like, I signed it with yeah. like my first signature ever. And I said, mom, you have to sign it now. <laughs> sign it. You promised me, so you got to sign it. And, yeah. and so she, in the end, did you get it? Did you get the dog? No, I didn't. Uh, she was like, oh, you've got a contract? Show me where it is. I'm like, I... You signed it, but I lost it. You must have thrown it away. When, you're moving, like, when we're moving houses, you must have thrown it away. So she was like, no, I didn't see it. I don't remember signing anything at all. Yeah. So I didn't manage to get it out. She was completely against it. But now that I moved out, I, I Is that why you moved out? They chased you out because you wanted pets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably like the underlying reason because it couldn't take like all my hamster cages and yeah, like, stuff yeah. lying around. Yeah. yeah. So after I moved out, I was like, I need to get something. Like, yeah. I can't stand being alone in a house. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I need I need something there. So I wanted a dog, but I felt like maybe a dog at that point was yeah. a little bit too too much of a commitment. Yeah. They're like little babies, but they have paws and they bark. Yeah. So uh, I don't, don't want to get myself involved in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to walk them every day. Uh, the medical yeah, you have to get that attention. That's the thing. Uh, a, a lot, lot of attention, attention yeah. yes. But rabbits, they're just kind of, they're so cute and they will be, they will normally try and cuddle with you uh, yeah. if you're nice to them and uh, when, you, when you're there. Otherwise, they're pretty much fine on their own. Nice. Yeah. So I try to train them. Uh, like I said, the the, the more like the meow one is is pretty much okay. Yeah. Uh, the little devil yeah. that I have is a hollow <laughs> uh, That one does rabbit tai chi. Tai so, chi. Yeah. So when you stick your hand in, she'll yeah. try and like tai chi it away. Okay. Yeah. She'll be like. Unless you're trying to feed it. Unless I try to feed it, then she'll like try and bite whatever I have in hand. She'll like bite my finger by accident. She makes this like weird like grunting sound. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so angry. Why? What did I do to you? <laughs> I give you food. I raise you. So she, be thankful. <laughs> she just like got a natural bitch attitude. <laughs> yeah, she, she's very sassy. Like, I think maybe she got sass from me. <laughs> she's so sassy. Like, she'll look at me from afar and like judge me. And her ears will... So Holland Mops have ears that are like hanging down. Yeah. It down. So every time I come home, she will look away. But like she will angle her ears towards my direction. And this ear will slowly come up. Uh, yeah, and I'd be like, I know you're listening to me. Hello. <laughs> she's like, mm, okay. I she's back. <laughs> maybe, I sure you're not thinking too much. <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe. But the other one, like, so the, the other bunny is just completely chill. Very chill. Like, oh, yeah, she's home. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So the other one's a little bit sharper. So it's like you and your partner, lah. Me and my partner. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, one chill wow. and then yeah. Relation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One is super chill, the other one's like always like on my toes, like gotta react to everything around me yeah, all the time. Yeah. 
I hope your partner likes rabbits as well. <laughs> oh, he was the one who actually suggested rabbits. Oh, he never great. liked rabbits. So all his friends were like, nice. Do you like rabbits? Like, what happened to you? <laughs> so it happened when we were in uh, Bangkok. Oh. And we went to the, cha- you know, the Chatter Chat Market, right? Mm. So there's a pet section. Mm. So we walked past it. I, I loved it, but I didn't want to spend much time there because I mm. didn't know, like, at that point, didn't know if he liked pets or not. Oh, so then okay. I realized at one point, after walking in the area for a while, my partner was missing. I was like, uh, where is the boy? Where is the guy? Where did he go? Then I turned back and I saw him looking into like the rabbit cage and he's like, whoa, the rabbit's so cute. <laughs> whoa, the green one, can we can we bring back to Singapore? Ah? How, how to bring back pets to Singapore? Then literally he stood there and like Googled it, how to import rabbits back to Singapore. Like, how much? Ah? Whoa, so cheap. Ah. Whoa. And I was like, uh, probably can't. Let's just get it in Singapore. Yeah. But is it possible? It's not known, right? I, think so. I, uh, think I think so. our yeah. conclusion was uh, no. No, I don't think so, right? Uh, yeah. you, you can probably, but you have to quarantine them mm. for four weeks, which is not healthy for a young baby rabbit. They will mm. probably die of mm. like fear just during the transport phase because they're mm. very fragile things. Even dogs, like you try not to um, import them mm. because the, the traveling and transportation part is, is mm. often very stressful for these animals, especially if they're young. So they develop things like diarrhea or like fright and yeah, they're just very scarred from the entire experience. Mm. So yeah, our conclusion was we'll just get rabbits back in Singapore, which we did. Nice. Yeah, so I'm thinking of getting one more, but don't know if I can manage that many. Should be okay, I guess. Unless uh, they need more space. Initially, yeah. I thought it was all right. They need more like, space to no, run around. No, it's just maybe I'm a bit too lazy. Uh, yeah, the cleaning <laughs> is a bit scarier now because yeah. as they grow older, they, they poop a lot. Yeah. They're young rabbits, they poop enough. But when yeah. they're older, oh my gosh, it's like keep you clean it, you turn away and you turn back. It's like, <gasps> mountain of poop, what happened? What do you eat? <laughs> like, I don't feed them that much, but like their poop can be like this much. Constantly pooping. Yeah, I'm like, where do you get all this from? <laughs> what have you been eating? I don't understand. <laughs> and they, they eat their own poop sometimes, sometimes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do digest again, ones, right? Yeah. yeah. The slimy ones have a lot of nutrients. Yeah. So I'll catch them in the air. I'm like, you dirty thing. Yeah. <laughs> you poop mouth. And they don't kiss me. It's and gross. then yeah, then they lick you after that. Then yeah, <laughs> so they like the brown spot all over their mouth. And I'm like, oh, what's that? Oh my gosh, that's poop. I don't kiss them on the lips. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so if anybody wants to find you, where can they find you? Yoga. Um, they can find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm very active at Cherie Tan JY. Mm. Uh, also on LinkedIn. So the same handle, C H E R I E T A N J Y. And then your podcast? Oh, my podcast is called Women Wealth Journey. Yeah. So it's on anchor.fm slash Women Wealth Journey. So we're currently on episode two. Hopefully, when this airs, we'll have episode three up. Mm. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I, I, I strive to be as consistent as you. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm, I'm just doing this because I, I got a lot more free time now as well. I don't know excuse, I'm, I'm the same as you, right? We all have clients where we're like, you know, sometimes pockets of the day, we're just like, I have nothing to do. Hey. Yeah, but you have this fantastic studio, so I'm glad. And thanks for uh, inviting me all the way down to do this. Thank really you for appreciate coming. it. Really Thank glad you. to know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright, uh, so it's a good time to end the podcast. I'll see you in the next podcast. Alright, Thank you.